0: So, yeah, the God who sees you, and he sees me. He knows exactly where we are, what's happening. He's there to strengthen us. Welcome. Uh, we're going to get into the testimony. today. It was a phenomenal day of, of movement, of, of humility, of faith, of intercession, of hearing God speak into our life, calling us out of the place where we might be stuck in, into the place he's called us to. It was just... It was amazing, and I just want everyone to receive that blessing and pull on it. Thank you for being a part of it. And then we'll get into our small groups, and we'll have a time together in the small groups to get into the Word we've been reading this week, so looking forward to that. But first, we want to give a chance for people who'd like to share. Anyone who was here in the house or along this, in prayer this week, want to come and give a testimony. Uh, Eddie, you want to start? Since No, now it's Peter this week. Dana. Dana, oh, yeah, please, Dana. Oh, yeah, I heard your testimony already. That was huge. Yeah.
1: Today was phenomenal. That's all I have to say. It's, it was just so beautiful. The Lord met us in a really rich way. And the, the theme, it seems to be Forgiveness. And I shared a story that, um, of something that was going on in my life, and um, how it, it takes the Lord, it takes the Lord's presence and his strength to allow us to forgive those who offend us. And that's, what I got to that this morning is is a place of total surrender to God and asking forgiveness and a lot of times I am. This is my future partner. Yeah. I'm fine. I was just was waiting on the Lord. You want to stand up here with me? Okay. This is Larry, and he's brought us together, and I'm so blessed to be with him. Yeah, yeah. But in any way, um, Forgiveness, It's. I didn't get invited by my family to a Super Bowl party and I got offended. And I prayed to God that he would take it away and that I could forgive them. But for some reason it was hanging on and hanging on and hanging on. And what I was able to see t- this morning was that um, the Lord was working in this situation because he didn't want me there for some reason. And it was bigger than what I could see. And that's what I'm learning is that it's bigger than what we can see. It's bigger than what we can see. And I really feel unified with the body of Christ lately. I feel like he's really unifying us. I feel really close to the people in my group in the morning. and. It's something, it's, it's just something new and beautiful, just sharing our hearts, without, trusting each other. That's
0: it, we're, Dana, would you mind then releasing what God was doing to all of us, and can we stand together so we can get a heart ready to receive?
1: Father God, we come before you and we pour out our hearts, and they are wicked beyond belief. We ask for clean hands and a pure heart, Lord. Mm-hmm. We ask that you forgive us for what we for those that we can't forgive. <laughs> Wait. Forgive us the way you have forgiven me, Lord God. Give us this, just pour out your forgiveness on us, Lord. And teach us how to forgive. In Jesus'
2: name.
0: Amen. Amen, amen, praise the Lord. Thank you. Eddie, come on in. Richard, all right.
3: Praise the Lord, everybody and all you people out there in, uh, what do they call it? The uh, internet?
0: Yeah, online community, our family.
3: Okay, so Pastor Steve doesn't know I'm gonna share this. So I hope I don't step on anybody's toes. But um, Rosie today read a scripture out of Psalms 122. And then I read it again out out of the Passion Bible. And so I wanted to read this first and then release what I have in my heart. It says, I was overjoyed when they said, let us go up to the house of the Lord. And now at last we stand here inside the very gates of Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, you were built as a city of praise where God and man mingled together. And I'd, I'd like to emphasize on that where... God and man mingles together. This is where all the tribes of Yahweh are required to come and worship him. This is where the throngs of kings have been established to rule in righteousness. And today, the the prayer that went out from my heart was that and, and not out of any kind of condemnation but just pure love of Coming from Heavenly Father, and that is for all the people in the internet world that that have become accustomed to to um, to viewing the the worship services from your home and it's it, it was kind of cool to do that and everything but i I think the Lord is calling us back back into the temple of God I think he out of love, he he wants us to come together because it's so important that because we in in the house of God together as brothers and sisters in the Lord, we help each other, we build up each other, we see the miracles happen, we see the love, the joy, and the peace come forth, and we need each other. And so, it, from my heart, I'm praying that all of you out there that have been come that have come accustomed begin to to pray and ask the Lord, is it time to return back to the temple of God? Is it time to come in and begin to regain the hope, the joy, and the peace? Because I feel there, this place, is where God establishes kings and queens and princes and princesses. That's where he, he releases these things for us to go forth. And as we gain the the the, the, the encouragement, the joy, the peace, the faith, we have the faith, but we need to establish it. We need, we, we need to put it to work in our own lives. So we need to, uh, to challenge it and allow the Holy Spirit to, to rise up within us, to rise up and begin to go forth as we gain our strength here in the temple of God. We can then be able to go forth into the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. And so that... That's from my heart tonight.
0: Good. Well then why don't you pray
3: it? So, Heavenly yourself? Father, I just I thank you. I thank you, Father God, for all the all all of us, Lord, that we can come together, that we can come together and worship you and praise you, Father God. In fact I'm I'm reminded in Zephaniah three seventeen, Lord, where it says that you're so delighted when we do that, that you stand and you begin to sing over us, Lord. You love to hear our praises. You love to see us together and loving on each other. You love that, Father God. So I pray that you would br- bring bring us all back together into your temple to worship you and praise you to gain strength, that we can go forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Richard. Thank you.
0: All right, come on. Yeah. Thank you. Come on, Peter.
4: So I, I want to pray for uh, Turkey and Syria, but before I do that because we've spent a lot of our time Richard was there as well as um, Rosie and I wish Rosie would he, be here to add her two cents to yours too Richard uh, because she was saying that we need to be in the body to let the gifts operate you it, you can't operate in a word of encouragement or laying hands on someone for healing or, or uh, ministering to someone that needs encouragement or that's feeling lonely. You can't do that when you're in the privacy of your bedroom or, or your living room watching it on, on YouTube. Uh, I mean, there's just a different dynamic. And let me just say something to you. The, the devil would like nothing better than for all of us not to be in the church building but to be in our own houses. There's something about two or more agreeing on anything also in prayer. And there would be a lot of forces that would would like to to t- snuff out the voice, the Christian voice, by having us all scattered in our own homes, watching things on YouTube. And so, and and the other thing I want to add is, um, Richard, you talked about you miss. You said I miss seeing the people when you were praying, and and we do. We we need to have that thing where the brethren. you you might feel like, okay, well, you were praying about people that have been hurt, that they would be able to forgive and release it. We need to, I guess, realize that it is better to have your walls down and risk loving someone than to have your walls up to protect yourself and not feel love because you're so protected against being hurt or offended. So that's why we need to be in the body of Christ. I'm glad we're saying this, not the pastor, because, well, yeah, he just wants more people or the offerings. No, this is what the scripture says in, in Hebrews 10. It says, do not forsake your assembling together. As is the habit of some. That's what it says as is the hap, so they had that problem back then too, 2,000 years ago. But come together to to love and to stimulate one another. So there's something about when you come together, there's an opportunity to love. Or you can have your walls up to protect yourself and be oversensitive or say, I will risk taking my walls down because I could be hurt, but I also could receive love and learn to love. To simulate one another to love, it says, and to good works or good deeds. So we're talking about forgiving. Dana talking about that. Yeah, we, that's part of also, you, you might be protected by being at home and not being in the body, in the assembly, but you're also not going to learn a lot about forgiveness by isolating yourself. <laughs> Scripture says in Proverbs that a a man who isolates himself from others goes against all sound wisdom. And so I just want to encourage us to take that leap because we've been conditioned. We talk about kids uh, being conditioned not to communicate face-to-face with anybody because they're on FaceTime and they're on the computer, emails, and we're concerned about that, about our children not really learning to have face time with each other. Not, not the face time, but I mean in person time with each other. And so we should have that same concern about assembling in the body of Christ. The enemy's doing everything he can to separate people from each other. And so I'm saying that is like you said, Richard, it's not a word of condemnation. It's a word to encourage us. We're to, it says in uh, 1 Corinthians 14 that we're to exhort, that is to stir up, and to edify, that is to build up, and to comfort, which is to lift up. We're to stir up, build up, and lift up each other. And we can only do that if we're assembling together in the body. So with that, I I just, I I was hoping that Rosie could share some of the things I just did, but I want to pray for for Turkey and Syria. That was my main thing. So if we can stand and pray for them right now. Um, I'm sorry. I just saw... the image of that baby being pulled from the rubble that was still on the mother's umbilical cord. And she was dead, but the baby was alive. Father, your arm is not too short. that it cannot save and deliver. We ask that you would extend your hand to Syria and to Turkey and to give wisdom to the people that have that wonderful technology of extraction from rubble Israel and the United States have perfected in many ways and that they would be able to find those that are still there under the rubble and release them from the prison they're in and also Lord We speak life to those who are buried under the rubble. Yeah, we believe in miracles. Because you're a God of miracles. As Jesus did it and he said to Lazarus, come forth. We speak to the rubble to those that are even on the edge of passing away and those that are even dead. Father, we speak that you would bring forth life in Jesus' name. And there is no distance in the realm of spirit. And we can minister that life from here, from this church in Cameroon. We speak life to the rubble. In Jesus' name, come forth. And we'll ask, Lord, did you clear the the pathway of the roadways that arteries are going into that city, the epicenter of the traffic? And we ask that you would fill the hospitals, perhaps the shelves, even miraculously, of the medicines they need. And the doctors and the nurses, that there will be not a shortage, but the doctors and nurses will get through, not only from Turkey and Syria, but from other nations. Germany, and France, and Great Britain, and the United States that the the medical help will get through and there will not be a shortage and people's wounds will be treated and people will be healed and they will rise up from their injuries in Jesus name. And we ask Father that the animosity that has been experienced between Turkey and other nations and against the Christian Kurds because Turkey is ruled by a leader that's Muslim, that that animosity will end because of these acts of kindness yes, Lord. Yes, and goodness, Lord. Yes, Lord. that those acts of goodness will break down the walls and the barriers, and the hatred, and it will build bridges between nations.
0: We ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, amen, praise the Lord. Yes, Helen, come on up, please. And then you fill it. I want you to share, too.
5: Um, I want to share a scripture also on forgiveness. Um, it's Matthew 6, 9 from the Amplified Classic Bible. And it says... Pray, therefore, like this. Our Father who is in heaven, hollow, kept holy to be to his name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. It is in heaven, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven, left, remitted, and let go of the debts, and have given up resentment against our debtors, and lead us And lead, bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. For if you forgive people their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up resentment, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up resentment, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. I want to share um, with Pastor Steve Sunday, when he, um, his teaching saved me. <laughs> 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 his, his, um, he was teaching about conquer, you know, conquering. And that saved me because I, too, had gotten hurt with my sister. And we had agreed on paying for my, my, her daughter, my niece, on her birthday. We were going to split the money in half for her meal together. Well, wow. she forks out a $5 bill. She goes, here, Helen. And I'm like <laughs> and, um, and I told her, I said, hey, wait a minute, you said half? and I, I was going to pay half. She said, it's all I got. And she, you know, throwing the money like this. It's all I got. Well, anyway, so I let it go because it was my niece's birthday, and I didn't want to ruin her birthday. I didn't want her, you know, seeing us all with that friction It's whatever. So I let it go, but I had to deal with it at home. <laughs> and I, I was struggling because what this says, yes. I was struggling. I was like, Lord. I was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to tell her this, I'm going to tell her this, I'm going to tell her this, and then I thought, no, because no, that's not right. Well, I come across as I'm reading my word, I come across this scripture, and I don't have it with me, but it said that it saddens when we when we um, sin, that it saddens the Holy Spirit's heart, and that got me. That got me, and I thought about it, thought about it, and I thought, oh, my gosh, here I'm trying to build a, a, a relationship, a union with my Holy Spirit, and when I read that, I was like, oh, wow, so I went into repentance, asking the Holy Spirit to forgive me for all my thoughts of my sister, <laughs> and so when I came Sunday to church, and pastor... Because I still had that. That was still, you know, that was still, I kept telling myself, when I see her, I'm going to talk to her face to face, and I'm going to tell her this, this, and this. But when I heard pastors teaching Sunday, and I was so glad I came because I heard my answer. So driving home, (laughs) I said, Lord, you conquer my sister. Conquer... Me, my emotions, my will, my thoughts, my heart, my soul, you conquer me, Lord, because you know me. You know me. The word says he knows, he sees, he hears everything, yeah. right? So it's like <laughs> I'm standing naked before him. It's like there's nothing I can hide that he doesn't see or know. So I prayed that going home from church. So next morning i was free all the ugliness in my heart was gone so i just want to share that and for prayer it's like lord i just pray, father good we're people lord we're human we're people we have our weaknesses we have our struggles and it's everything you know it all lord but like this word says from the bible god And it doesn't take a lot to get offended or get start to let that resentment build up in us if we don't nip it right away so i ask father for grace that you would reign grace in our hearts when we get offended by somebody or if we get rejected by somebody or whatever or we get hurt by someone lord that you would give us the grace that you would tug in our hearts First of all, they are making the Holy Spirit sad. It hurts him. It breaks his heart when our thoughts are going the wrong way. And our thoughts start, all the flesh coming out in our, in our thoughts and maybe even in our words as we're speaking. at home to our love, our families about it. So I just ask you, Holy Spirit, you would just... Tug at our hearts and remind us that you are so precious, so wonderful, so beautiful. And you're everything we need, Holy Spirit. And I ask you, just remind us that we don't want to hurt you. And Lord, thank you I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen, amen, thank you, thank you. Got room for a couple of more? Phil, yes, I wanted you to come.
2: Good evening, everyone. Kelly, I'm gonna need Ephesians 6, uh, 16 or thereabouts. Before we get to that, um, hi, everybody. Hi. Line line. Glad you were here today. Uh, keep coming to Wednesday's prayer sessions, great. Um, Pastor Steve and I today were having a blast with praying, and I and I told him what happened to me some time ago, right by this chair about two or three months ago. I was praying, and uh, or actually, the music was playing. It was before the service, and the power of God just hit me, and I got to my knees on the chair, and I just cried out to God, what do you want from me? Of course, I'm expecting an answer of, I want you to spend more time in my word, I want you to go do this, I want you to go do that. And I said, what is it that you want from me? He says, I want all of you and I went oh I wasn't expecting that answer and so we're talking to Pastor Steve today about that and that's one of the things that when you ask God a question don't expect the answer you think you're gonna get because he surprises you Um, back to Ephesians that's one point real quick number two uh, Ephesians I don't need that to read that far uh, 616 we're talking about the prayer armor and Paul's discussing uh, what to wear of course you know about the preparation the gospel of peace um, but the one thing that really stands out on verse 16 it says above all so that's a footnote for you to take take, a, take consideration the shield of faith which will a, be able to quench all the fiery darts yes. of the wicked one now Paul took this dissertation and most of you know this from the Roman army so the Romans had the shield, and it went basically almost the int- around the whole body, and they, they hooked themselves up arm to arm, and they had this maneuver called the turtle maneuver, which was, I thought was really cool. They would all bend over, like so, and then they would march towards the enemy with the shields horizontal to the ground. Well, the weapon of the day was the, was the bow and arrow with, with the fiery darts on the end, so they would sit there and go, and all these arrows would come and hit the top of the, of the uh, shields and just bounce off. And then Romans would just continue to march towards the walls and just rip them apart, and tear them down. So that's the shield of faith. But the, the kicker that we had fun with, and I talked to Pastor Steve about this on Sunday, was he put on the helmet of salvation. And I love what Kenneth Copeland said. He says he was praying about the helmet of salvation one time, and God said to him, pull down the faceplate of the helmet and he goes, so now all you got is the eye slits. Satan can't tell who's inside the helmet. He doesn't know if it's Jesus or doesn't know if it's you. And then I like what Copeland said. He says, while you got the helmet of salvation on, this is for me, he says, don't say anything stupid. (laughs) And then I said to Pastor Steve, I said, that's why when we're here on Wednesdays praying, we're just praying the word. And when you're praying the word, Satan is, runs and flees. He does, like I said, the helmet, he can't tell. When you're praying the word or speaking the word to him, he knows God's in there. Yeah. That was it. So That's good. So, Lord, we, th- we thank you that yes, you've Lord. given us the helmets. We thank you for giving us the armor and the weaponry to withstand the, 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 the wiles of the enemy. We thank you that your word destroys and makes him flee, and he can't stand the presence. Lord, we thank you that when we pray to you, that you give us answers that sometimes we don't want to hear and answers that sometimes we do want to hear. So, Lord, we thank you that you are with us and have anointed us. Yes, Lord. And we have the weaponry to withstand what we need to withstand. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Who
0: else? We have time for one more. Diana? Great. Uh, good news, we uh, sent on Tuesday $5,000 for relief aid to the outreach to Turkey and Syria. Thanks to everybody's giving. So they have the cash, they have trucks on the ground, they have tents and water, and they're right there getting the aid that's required in the hardest hit places. Yeah.
6: It's okay. I know how to make it go up and down. Um, today we just had a really rich time during our worship watch, and I just want to agree with the word of, come. Come here. If you can't get here, get somewhere. Get in fellowship. Get in. We're a body corinthians 12 and 14 talks about how we don't exist apart from one another and so come 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 remember that (laughs) come but if like i said if you can't come here come somewhere get in to the body get into fellowship it's where we hear today really is about listening The song that we we sang tonight, our friend Michelle wrote. And, um, And together we got to sit and we got to listen and we got to hear the Lord in that song. And then we got to work it today in our fellowship and we got to bring it forward and invite everyone in. You know, we're being trained, like our hands are being trained for war. But if we're not listening... We're going to fight the wrong fights. We're going to waste our energies in the wrong places because we're presuming and we're assuming where we're supposed to be and we're being driven by what's impacting us rather than bringing ourselves in humility. And it really requires humility to come be together. It really requires laying down what I think and going, but what do you say? And then hearing him through my brothers and sisters and filtering how I judge when I hear, because I hear, I'm like, oh, they stopped praying, now they're preaching the news, And and God's like, and you're not looking at me anymore either. I'm like, right, okay. And it just takes constant humility, constant yielding and yielding and just saying, I really do want to hear and to see you. And when we come together and we listen from one another, I learn, I hear his voice, I see his voice. I was in and out of the room today, and just hearing how he was speaking was really building my faith. It was really building and encouraging me, what Richard was saying about build up, cheer up, lift up. You know, that prophecy was really building my spirit man, woman, child of God to believe again, to have hope again, to have faith again. And, and then when we got into worship, just this, the Lord came like a, a, a wave. Today We were in and we were in and then all of a sudden he just got big and he just got big. And, and I just could feel him coming. And then Mike got up and he started declaring and prophesying. And, and then Allie got a word on that. And it just, it was like this wave that just came and bam, worship just exploded out of us. Because we heard him and we saw him together together everyone has a piece no matter how big how small and i just i i just want to encourage again i just hear him saying if you can't get here get somewhere get back into the body get back into fellowship get back into where the word of god not the opinion of men the Word of God holds the preeminence in our midst, and that's what makes Wednesdays different. It's like Phil was saying, it's the Word. It's being in the Word. It's being in His Word, letting His Word speak to us. So if you'll stand, I just want to pray for us and everybody else. Lord, Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Here I am, set me apart, not for something special, but apart from the words and the opinions of man to hear the voice of the Father.
0: Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
6: sanctify me set me apart set us apart to hear your voice through your word by your spirit that we would be in partnership with you not fooling ourselves thinking we are for you but you're not for us because we're not for you were for whatever. So, Lord, today we prayed, would you pull us out of every lie we're in agreement with, every lie that looks like truth, and would you reveal Jesus right there? Sure, there you go. Paul really thought, as Saul, that he was for you. And your word said, why are you kicking against me? Lord, would you come and show me where I think I'm for you, but I'm actually kicking against you. I want to be yielded to you. I want to be following you. I want to be humbled and made low so that you can be big in every way. Let your word set us apart and deliver us, God. Deliver me. Deliver me from every yoke of bondage and have your way, Jesus. Come, overtake us again in wave after wave after wave till we can't stand. All we can do is yield and let the water carry us into your glory that you would be glorified on the earth through us right here, right now. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 Thank God. All right, if you can be seated for just two minutes, and then we're going to meet in our small groups. Uh, Thank you. I want to, what do I want to do in this moment? I would like your prayer and agree with me for the next three weeks, almost four weeks, on the 11th of March. I know the Lord is calling for us to have a day to gather together and under the banner of the glorious branch, which is the the glorified Messiah seated at the right hand of the throne of God, king and priest, and all of the ministry that is promised of him sprouting forth. And in a very real way, what was being talked about is that God is is preparing, and it's already started, where hearts are encountering Jesus and becoming... Uh, satisfied in his in his fullness and encountering and letting the life of christ dwell in us and grow out of us and then he starts to flow from us and he's going to be giving us ideas of how to give away what we have been given in settings that fit who we are and what we carry skills or ideas and that's what the idea of the branch being that he will sprout out everywhere All of a sudden, the life of Christ starts sprouting out of every living member of the body of Christ. And we're in prayer for that because I'm not sure we know that that's happening, but we don't know how we are to facilitate it as much as we are to just be ready to yield to it and to to recognize it and to acknowledge it. And so we've got a, a shofar group that started tonight. We've got a Hebrew class that's starting in another week We've got the Bible study that's going in Oxnard. We've got things that are just stirring alive. And they don't have to be around the Bible. They could be around um, other things. It's just all of a sudden, we're not looking for others to meet our need. We're looking to, having had our need met in Christ, we're looking to release the Christ in us to others. And that is a dynamic that happened in the early church and happened many times since then and I believe it's happening now, and I just would love for you to pray. I don't want to organize it, but I do know the Lord said set that day apart. It's the men's meeting. I don't know how that includes the men or if the men are to open up the door and have more of us together, but it's it's stepping into the fullness of Jesus Christ and accepting the testimony of God that eternal life is in the Son, and I am now in the Son. What do I need? He is my provision. I do not push outward to try to grab it I push upward into the head but having received it now I want to give it away so we turn from the people that are looking for our needs to be met to look for needs to meet and the dynamic can radically change and and the powerful part of that is that everyone carries Jesus Christ and anyone can release the glory of God if they are but eyes on Jesus and eyes off self We can be in our most weak state, and God can use us in the greatest way. And often we can be what we think are in the most strong state, and we're resourcing from ourselves, and it's not really helping. So would you just be praying into that? It's the 11th of March, so it's three weeks from Saturday. Mark it on your calendar if you've got a smart calendar. Just, you know, claim that day. I don't know how long it'll go, but I know it's supposed to be a day for him to have access to us, to to continue this idea of the all-sufficiency of Jesus Christ dwelling within, having richness of God dwelling, living, benefiting, and then giving away what we're receiving, and then having the creativeness of God to not only be given the charge to go forward, but then the courage to continue until we get the other side of the victory. So I really covered your prayers, but for now, today, let's meet in our small groups we can break up in prayer here in the in-house, and you guys online, you are my small group, so um, you stay with me, because I want to get into Galatians chapter uh, 1 today. So we'll go ahead, we've got about 10, 12 minutes, let's take a break up in two or three uh, groups here, and then as soon as that's happening, you just, we're sharing what we're reading, what we're hearing, what our need is, we're letting prayers go back and forth, and so we're allowing the life of Christ to flow through us, so I'll start with you. Okay, so... Yeah, you know, I, I know, I love the online family and I know that so many are here because you have reasons you can't be here physically. So don't ever always know when God's doing something new, he's, there's an excitement to go that way, even if it's more work and you're not sure you want to go that way. But if there's reasons that you're where you are and God's not in activating you out of it, then you've got to stay your place. And when you hear a charge to get back in the body, don't let that be your charge because you are in the body because you're online and you're staying with us and God hasn't given you that. You can't drive at night. You live, you know, two hours away. You, there's a, I know a lot of you and you don't have that uh, flexibility. You, you were here for two hours in prayer during the week. Thank you. Wednesday, I love that. I, we have more people in the sanctuary during the day of prayer. Then we get back online and in the sanctuary on Wednesday. But we're in encountering, and this is Paul's testimony. Galatians is his charge to grace and to guard the gospel of grace found in Jesus Christ. And he's super ferocious against anything taking away from that, because had he not been, it would have been very easy that we who are Christian, Gentiles, would also be carrying the traditions of Judaism. We would all be uh, immersed and have to feel the need to be immersed in Judaism to be a believer in Jesus Christ. Similar to what we the Gentiles later did in our arrogance to the Jews, when we said to them, you had to renounce your Judaism and become a Gentile Christian. It's always man messing things up, trying to uh, recontrol. And we were talking about that today, both in the, the power of the gospel to and forgiveness. Forgiveness lets someone go free to do whatever they want, not to do what I want them to do. And the prodigals that we keep holding before the Lord and stirring, There's many parents, and I was one of them, that raised my children with a desire and a dream for them. And each of them had that dream I put on them. And then when that began to falter, I began to try to rescue them back to the dream. And it took me a while to realize that, well, it's not me to control their destiny. And so sometimes we rebel against the control. It may be good things that people want for us, but we're not the ones that want that for ourselves, and we're not given that opportunity. But God's so big, he says, run and find your way. So Paul is on his crusade. He's on his crusade to, uh, to, to annihilate the sect called uh, the way, and he's doing everything he can in its power until God meets him. And we've talked about in Acts chapter 9, chapter 21, and chapter 26, the story of his conversion. In, Acts, in Galatians chapter uh, 1, Uh, Verse 13, he shares it from what was happening. So uh, we're going to look at Galatians chapter 1, verse 13. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism. So he was a Jew. He was a Pharisee. He was zealous for the law. And he said, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure, and I tried to destroy it. So can you imagine this persecutor? That's why Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He was trying to destroy the church, but Jesus took it personally. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries. He was high up in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. So we can be zealous for a lot of things, and it can look like pure devotion, and we don't really know until God says, that's not devotion that I'm looking for, which is why I, I do feel prayer is absolutely de- I'm dependent on that and the Word of God. The Word of God catches me. Oh, the Word of God catches me and, and convicts me and separates my soul from my spirit and my joint from my marrows, marrows and my thoughts and intentions of in my heart and brings me to a place of vulnerability and nakedness before my Lord. Oh, I thank God for the word of God. So it says, but when it pleased God, so he was on his trait, who separated me from my mother's womb. So this again, we were praying into our prodigals and it's, it's very apparent here. God separated us. When we came out of our mother's womb, we had already been foreknown before time began. We had already been predestined to be conformed into the image of Jesus. The firstborn among many brethren to be come into his joint likeness, and we were called, and when we were called, we answered. This is when salvation is activated for us, as far as it it's it's now we've accepted and received it, and Christ is revealed in us, and then the the calling of God for our life, our purpose, our justification, our glorification, all happens in that moment. So Paul's recognizing that. When he was born, when he was separated from his mother's womb, and he was called through grace. So the grace that God's calling all of us, and especially the prodigal, especially me, is a grace that's, that's working even when I'm not yielding. It's, it's being extended when I'm resisting. If I'm kicking against the goads, the grace is still extending toward me. And it was to reveal his son in me. So it says... When it pleased God, and then it puts a little, who separated my friend, my mother's womb, and according according to his grace, and it says, when it pleased God to reveal his son in me. So when Papa said, okay, time's up, let's do it. Jesus, go get your son, go get the man. That I might preach him among the Gentiles. So, we're saved with a purpose. We're sons with purpose. We have not, we're not accidents. That's why every one of us carries something of the Lord Jesus for a purpose to bring about his gospel into the earth. It can be just kindness, uh, encouraging words, speaking to our neighbors, telling them about the Lord we love. It can be Paul, the apostle who grew up into become you know the apostle of the Gentiles. But it says, when I was then, the son was revealed to me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles. So there was a purpose in the revelation. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. This is so important. Why we carry a private prayer life and why we stay in the living word before the Lord ourselves. There are things God has to say to me before I can go to the flesh and blood for confirmation or do I need the confirmation of flesh and blood until I have found that truth to be true in the spirit and with the word and in my prayer and in worship and waiting on the Lord. And Paul is just speaking because before he's talking about the gospel he preached, he didn't get it from man. It was given to him by a revelation of Jesus Christ. Every one of us have been given a revelation of Jesus Christ. We may feel like it's very uh, faint or it's faded or it's dim Or we don't remember it anymore. But if that's where the Holy Spirit will help us if we go back, recount your conversion. Give thanks for your conversion. Remember what was happening, what you were hearing, what you were feeling, what you were saying. And there you will find not just your salvation, but the purpose for your salvation, your calling. And so he said, nor did I go to Jerusalem to those who were uh, apostles before me. So Paul might have gone and said, hey, I'm getting something. Can you help me? And let some others in, enlarge his vision. But he wouldn't have had the vision God was giving him, which was to be a, a, a force of, of defense to say that the Lord Jesus Christ, death, burial, resurrection, ascension, intercession, surpasses the law. It is the door that has opened a new priesthood. It is grace that we're saved and not through the works of the law. And and just begin to separate that indeed Jeremiah had prophesied that the first covenant we failed and we removed ourselves, and now God has made a new covenant. And this is the covenant. This is the grace. So he didn't he didn't go to the apostles, but he went into Arabia. He went to the desert. He returned again to Damascus. So he was just holding himself quiet. Then after 3 years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and I remained with him 15 days, but I saw none of the apostles except James the Lord's brother. So again, he's not going big on 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 um validating his message or getting others to validate it. He's holding himself and it takes a takes time for the message of God to really find its way someone once told me years ago and it helped me and continues to help me that when the Spirit of God speaks whether its the Word of God or by the voice of the Lord the Holy Spirit and it's a revelation there comes an anointing with the anointing of the revelation comes an empowerment and the empowerment of the revelation can be transferred and we can make a mistake of allowing a revelation to come, empower me, and then to share the revelation prematurely. And you'll find if you do, that then the power that came for you to become what that revelation is, is gone too. And all of a sudden we're just like, we're pipes that are just letting things go through, but we're not letting it affect us. And many ministers have dried up they become proficient in ministry. They can mes- give messages, but they're not being transformed in their own private, personal life and enjoying the benefits of, of being uh, loved and challenged and known and all of those beautiful parts of God that is, it out of, is perfectly perfect. You've got to be known. So now concerning the things which I write. Oh, wait, excuse me. Verse 20, 19. I, I, I saw, yeah. I signed another apostle of James, Lord's But Now concerning the things which I write you, indeed before God I do not lie. So he's giving us his testimony, not only of his conversion, but of his maturing. Afterward, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. So he's, he's really becoming, uh, as many of God's servants will be, you have to be sent into obscurity before you can come out for your, your, into your, the work God called you to. And I was unknown by face to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. Now we might have taken and exploited him today because it would have been such a phenomenal testimony. But his testimony of his conversion wasn't going to be the light that was gonna spring to the Gentiles. It was the revelation of Jesus Christ which would take time to mature in. So he says, I was unknown by face, but they were hearing only. Verse 23, they were hearing only. He who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy. So, Paul is growing up in the faith just like all of us are. We're all having to grow it up, having to learn, having to declare, but it's not to be seen by man, not to be honored by man. That's why when this, the branch, begins to manifest in spraying spreading out branching out through us it's going to be phenomenal because we won't be looking for others to admire what we're doing or asking others to help us get it done we will be with the Lord allowing the one who's in us giving us victory to flow out of us to others for victory and so they glorified God in me I crazy next tomorrow when we get to Galatians 2 rock your world he's He's talking about there were brethren who were creeping into the freedom of this message to steal away the liberty. They wouldn't let that stand for a moment. It got to the point that this uh, hypocrisy caused Peter, who was the, the man who received the revelation of the Gentiles being accepted, to withdraw from the Gentiles and go back into a Jewish separation sect. And he had to, Paul, stand up in front of... Everyone and say to Peter, "What you're doing is not right." And then he calls that famous thing about, "I won't frustrate the grace of God." So I want to release a blessing to everyone, and and that we will be adherents to the message of the Christ that is being revealed to us, and stand uh, engaged and begin to not allow the grace that we've been begun to 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 just to, to be diminished by us. Focusing on the law and works for righteousness. Okay, I'm going to release the blessing. You guys continue your prayers. That's wonderful. But everyone, I declare that as we go to Galatians chapter 2 tomorrow, and we watch the Apostle Paul like as a father in, in, in defense of the faith that was in jeopardy of being uh, usurped by the law that we will recognize for ourselves that grace is how we are saved, that we are being, uh, we've been crucified with Christ, and we have a new life that we lived. It's not the life that is in the mix of all everything of this world, but it's in this place of separation, and it's through the grace, and it's to reveal the Christ that's in us, and to live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave us himself for. So I pray there will be an activation in next tomorrow's reading and through the rest of this week. Lord, bless us when we come together on the 11th. You know why we would be called. Call us so we could come and respond to your calling and then bring to us and bring us to you in the way you want us to be, to be met and to, for you to meet us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless. We'll see you guys Sunday morning. Oh,